With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. <laughs> the crowd would not know what me and Spencer were just talking about. Yes, they do. We was talk- Tundi ran to go and brush his hair because Tundi does Tundi. I said, Tundi, your hair is cut so low. Big up Kobe Cuts. You know what I mean? It don't need no brushing. It's sharp. <laughs> come on, all day, every day. Ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end of the week, but really it's the beginning of the week because everything starts on a Sunday, getting us geared up, motivated, and driven for the week ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, we start with the ever so green, magnificent words of dream it, believe it, become it. Coming up. Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We got we got a decent show today because we got a lot to discuss. Um, as the great Bob Marley said, I've got so much things to say right now. I've got so much things to say. Uh, I, man, I, I heard you with your with your old time music <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> I yeah, said, yeah, yeah, that's Spencer, that's Spencer, but it's that's like, I like that tune, that's, that's a bad boy tune. But yeah, no, yeah. not not only not only that, but it's like, yeah, we have to say big up Dan Aziz. He fought a very, very gallant, hard fight last night in becoming uh, he's now British Commonwealth. He was also Southern Era champion, and now he's the European light heavyweight champion. Massive round of applause to, to our brother Dan. Um, Tundi, Tundi start two sub things with his black book now, right? But I had to, I had to Bluetooth my black book over to him, and then said, Look, I said, Tun, you know, Dan don't really talk to people no more. Hey, Tun, bruv. He asked the chat to me. Don't worry about that. It's family, bro. It's family. We just have to line it up. But yeah. it's all good. Dan is... Um, I can't wait to have He's Dan still in France as well. He's not getting back till Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paris. He's in Paris. Yeah, is it the same thing in it? France, Paris. Yeah, yeah, same. yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And, and it, as you say, it, it was a tremendous performance. Um, he's now on the crops of uh he's in that he's in that bracket you know once you become a european champion a real european ebu champion you, i think it puts you in the top 10 of all of the yeah. governing bodies that's so, right so so he's there he's there and you know you know light heavyweights is a, is a touchy subject for me <laughs> but dan is one person we all come out you know the um sky Sky Sports uh, interviewed me today at the um, at the Boxing Writers uh, Awards. No, it's the British Board of Control Awards today. Yeah, yeah, British Box. That's yeah. right. The British Boxing Board of Control Awards. And Sky asked me about the light heavyweight division, and I, I was like, it, "It's so funny because if you look at you got you got um, myself, sorry, myself. You got Anthony, Dan, uh, Boatsi, Callum Smith." Um, and I also said, please let's not us forget, let us not forget Craig Richards. Craig Richards is a solid fighter; he's in the mix. So don't try, you know, put Craig out. But it's funny because all these London boys, we're all together, like we know each other. It's 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 almost a family, and you know, all of us are chasing titles. And I feel that if we're gonna one second, if we're gonna battle. Battle, then let us battle for world titles, man. Let us go for our dreams because yeah. I'm sure that each and every one of the light heavyweights, when they set out on their journey, it wasn't to win uh, or it wasn't, it wasn't to fight another British guy. It was to fight unless they had a world title. So it, it's exciting times. But ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let me introduce to you, bruv, the Southern Area Champion. I mean, let me just read it off because it's, 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 like, it's like bingo. You know when you go bingo and it's name about everything. The Southern Area Champion, the British Champion, is that the Commonwealth? No, the yep. Southern Area, yep. the English, yep. the Southern Area, the English, the uh, the British, and now the crowned European light heavyweight champion, the one, the only. <laughs> 
Thank you. Thank you. Can you don't hear me properly? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay. Yeah, thank you, you for that, for having me on, man. I'm good. I'm good, man. Thank you for having me on, man. Dan, like, I'm saying, I was telling Spence, I'm like, Dan, I saw Dan, you know, uh, in different circumstances at the funeral of our yeah. family member. And uh, uh, he was like, yeah. when you put me on the thing, man, when you put me on the thing, I was like, Dan, everything's timing. Like, okay. What a better time. You know, you're, you're crowned the European yeah. champion. And you know what? I knew from a long time, you are such a, 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 a great yes. human being, a humble man. You know, you just want to be the best at what you've chosen to be. And I think, you know, I was at the Boxing Writers, uh, the, the, the British Boxing Border Control Awards today, and everyone was talking your name, everyone's calling your name, you know, as the dark horse. And I'm like, no, it's not no dark horse. It's that you, you don't know, know what's happening. <laughs> you didn't me. know about me, did it? Yeah, yeah. I don't know about you, but let me just... Congratulate you first, and uh, I can't wait yeah. for Spencer to fire some questions and, and, and myself. But how you feeling, Dan? Yeah, I feel good, man. I'm just um in a little restaurant, like eating some Italian food, and yeah, just chilling. I thought, let me come here and then come on the um the pod at the same time, like nice and chilled and relaxed. But yeah, man, thanks for having me on, man. Like like, like you said, I was I was telling you, come on, man. I'm quiet. You have me on for time like you lost fingers did you know you're doing your thing man get me on but he said yeah yeah don't worry i'm gonna get you on so yeah yeah trust me and, and, and it's just great but how was it last night how remember you know obviously everybody's got their opinion um yeah you know as i said to you when i spoke to you earlier it was the guy looked tough and i wasn't really expecting that but as they say in boxing yeah records are for djs you know uh when a man's coming with will desire passion it's different in there you know um so yeah. how was it yeah no it was good first of all um just the whole experience being out there in paris was excellent it was very nice I was expecting it to be more hostile, but they were quite, they were quite cordial, respectful, you know, um, welcoming. It was very, it was very good. It was very nice, man. Uh, the whole the, the arena, just, it was, it was lovely. It was a nice place to go and fight for the European title. Uh, um, so, yeah, man. And as for the opponent, like you said, man, you know, he came with Will. He was ready to go out on his shield. Like, people are saying that he was complaining about the stoppage he wasn't actually complaining about the stoppage he was saying no let me fool on the floor like you're telling the ref let me go out on my shield like his family was right there front row like do you know what i mean his, his wife kids and everything were right there and um even one of my friends like he was making a bare noise like no dad do it do this do this and then my other friend i told him like oh hey man like his, his family's right there like chill out relax be respectful like so obviously when you know you got basically the pride of your country on your back you're gonna go that extra mile you're gonna have that not extra 10 percent, extra 20 percent. and i'm not gonna lie man he was tough and he was durable he was t he took some shots from me man i can't lie like he, um i respect him man i rate him but yeah and you can actually see it like in the fight you can see the guy he, he wanted to quit but it's like every time he looked like he was gonna go he, he just you know, he got energy yeah. from, from obviously now what you're saying, the crowd, and it's obvious. And he just kept on going. I mean, going yeah. into the fight, what was your game plan? Like, how was you going to yeah. approach the fight? Did you expect it to go as far as it did? Um, yeah, I did. I, some, you know what? I don't, I don't really expect anything. It's just when you get in there, that's when you know, like, you know what I mean? You can expect all you want. You can expect, yeah, I'm going to go out there and knock him out. And then you go full 12 round, like you can go in there thinking this is going to be a hard fight and you go in there and knock them out in the first first half of the fight. So um, my game plan, if I'll be honest with you, was just I didn't want to leave it to the judges. We've seen so many robberies and I don't want to be one of them stories here that is like, oh, he should have won that because, yeah, everyone will chat and say, yeah, no, that was a robbery. But the next day, who cares? It's on your record. You lost. That's it. So I didn't want to be in that situation. Like whatever I could do, I wanted to make sure it didn't go to the judges and God willing, I was able to find the shot in the twelfth round to make sure, yeah, there was no dispute, you know what I mean? Because me going into the ring, I always say, if it goes to the judges, you had your chance. You had 12 rounds, you had 10 rounds, whatever. If they rob you, that's you. You left it to the judges. It's up to like, I don't believe in all that 
because boxing is, you know, it's an opinionated sport. What I think is going to be different from what you think today. Do you know what I mean? So once you leave it in the judge's hands, then it is what it is. So my mindset is in those situations, especially me going away, is that I don't want to leave it to, to the judges. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, personally, as a judge, I hate points. Brother, I'm not telling man to go in there for points. Yeah. I, I, I told the fighter, you know, they say you shouldn't look for a knockout. I told the fighter, look for the knockout. Because you're right. Yeah. And I, I must admit, no, around sure. the ninth round, I, I, I was actually at um, Mark Dennis's fight in, in, in Brentwood. And yeah. Joel had it on his phone. And bro, I stopped watching the boxing. I was watching you. <laughs> and uh, Joel's like, Ungs, Ungs, Ungs. He saw me watching the fight and I said, Shut up, man. This, let, me, this, let me watch yeah. Dan. And when it got to the ninth yeah. round, what you're, how I know what you're saying is correct. Is I said to Joel, Please, I hope this thing don't go to the judges. Because Spencer's always told me yeah. about, you know, foreign robberies on the European circuit and I had that in the yeah. back of my mind but you know you got the job done and, and, and much respect to you for that. Menno talk thank you for the five pound. He says big up family knowledge himself Spencer Fear and above team master strategies. Big up Dan Aziz may you continue you. to shine. God bless you. Yeah seize the road. Thank you. Day, Dan. We're building the thing up. Come on thank yeah, you. One million percent I've, I've, I've got to say this because I'm just I'm just beating to the chase. Yeah. Because uh, it is it's is rather noisy where you are, but I find it amazing that you leave all the way from London to go to France to eat Italian food. But that's another story for another day. Do you know how many do you know how many people have said that? Like they, you're like, oh Dan, you're taking a piss. How can you go to France and say you're gonna eat Italian food? Like <laughs> <laughs> but it's what it is, man. That's 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 one of my favorite cuisines in it. And to be honest, like, not to be rude, I don't really rate French food like that. So uh, I'm sorry, man. Now, you best mind, you're still there, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Come around you. <laughs> but, um, Alexander Wilson has a really good question. He says, Dan, how was it like to work with Buddy McGurk? Question mark. On the yeah. ESPN broadcast, you could hear him scream, Dan, double up the jab. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, first. To answer the first part of the question, it's, it's been very good. You know, he's got a lot of experience, two-time um, cha- two pa- two world champion himself. He's worked with loads of world champions. So he's coming with a lot of experience. You know, Americans are a bit different from us over here in England. So the whole culture change is, is something new as well. But um, I like it. I like it. And um, yeah, in terms of where he was telling me to double up the jab, he was just like, yeah, the jab is working. So come on, let's... Stick with it, back him up. The guy can't really fight. Backing up, just keep backing him up. And the best way to back someone up is with a double jab, you know, and then that leads for openings and stuff. So, yeah, that's why I probably screaming his head off because I weren't doing it enough. You know, I was I was so impressed um, with just your calmness of how you fight now. Like, you, you, you fight well within yourself. Like, you're in control of things. You don't rush things. You've never really been that kind of guy about that. Since you're moving up in levels, we're seeing it more. We're seeing more of your your boxing vocabulary in the way that you're in your artistry, how you how you do double up the jabs, how you wait, how you throw hard right hands, how you throw good left hooks to the body. You're a very, very throwback fighter. Everybody knows that Marvin Hagler is one of your heroes. Right? And you take a lot from Marvin yeah. Hagler. Um, and it's coming out more and more, especially the screw shot that you throw. It's coming out more and more. I'm yeah. very proud of you, Dan. I'm very, very proud of you. No, I, I, I appreciate it. It's just, you know, it comes with experience. The more you fight, then you learn, like, you know, you've got 12 rounds, like, before I was just, like, straight on it, like, like do you know what I mean? But take your time. You see more when, you, when, you're, when you're more patient. You don't want, you want to get the right mix in it. You don't want to be too patient and you don't want to be too forward because that's where you get um, caught with silly shots and whatnot. So I'm just trying to find the, the fine line, do you know what I mean? And it just comes with experience. You, you as you're going up the levels, you can't be rushing in with these guys. They'll just step back, give you one nice backhand like you'll know about rushing in. Do you know what I mean? So as as, as, as you can get away with it with the um, you know the journeymen and the gatekeepers, but when you're fighting, starting to fight, just rule good guys. They'll just you know, counter your ass like, and you'll know. So yeah. Um, reach Jones. 
Yeah, which shows is Boatsy is Boatsy the fight that you want next than Battle of South London question mark? And also, I, 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 you know, yeah. Um, like I, I could hear today was talking about it just before I even came on. Like a lot of us guys, we all know each other. We all kind of came up around the same time. I used to train in a gym with Craig Richards day in day out. Um, I remember used to see in yard um, down at um, what's the, the gym that we used to train at before Peacock Sunday. TKO late night from like we'll be training from nine pm to twelve in the night like. Uh, Buatsi, I've known him from the amateurs. Like we've been sports, so we all we all know each other. Like so, we like like Tunde said, we ain't come out and set out as a pro to yeah, I'm gonna you know fight. Do you know what I mean? We need something on the line. Like I sat down, me and Buatsi, we sat down. Yeah, Dad, look, if there's a world title or proper money, like why not? We you know we're here to secure our family and that. It's not a you know what I mean. Like it's not the first time friends or people who know each other are gonna fight. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you, bro. You can, you can hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can hear you, I don't know if... Okay, yeah. So as I say, like, you know, something's got to be on the line, you know what I mean? Like, um, it's not the first time friends or people who know each other are going to fight. It's not going to be the last. But when we do, we want it to be worthwhile. Like, it's not, yeah, I'm just going to fight my bridge, you know, fight someone I know. For some, because the, the the public, oh, we want to see that. No, that's like, do you know what I mean? That's to be worthwhile. And I'm sure even Josh and Yard, they've even like sat down and spoke with like, do you know what I mean? I know both of them and said, yeah, you know, we'll do this thing, but it has to be proper. It has to be for the right amount. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, right you know, amount. It has to be world title or something. You know, I'm the uncle for everyone. And I'm telling these promoters, yeah. if you want to see this fight, show yeah. us the money. That's all we're on. <laughs> Show us the money because, as you said, Dan. No, for sure. As you said. No, no, no. No, speak. Yeah, I, I was saying that. As you no, said, no, no. I'm, I'm listening to you, answer. Okay, I said, as you said, our aspirations and our dream is to be world champions. And so, why do we have to fight each other? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Make the fights. I know the British public want to see it. But it's called prize fighting, and therefore, yeah, it's not no one ain't ducking anyone. If you if you phoned up Craig tomorrow, fight Dan exactly, exactly, hundred percent, he'll be on it. We're all there, so you know it's a question that I guess yeah. everyone wants to see, and it's gonna be exciting. But you know, I feel that, and and we fought twice for the for the world title the pop-up world title and i'm sure you wanna do that you wanna be yeah. in a mix i'm, I'm sure boatsy and and and, and um, craig wants to do the same thing so we'll see only time will tell on that yeah. particular question yeah um, guys, guys. yeah what i am gonna say is this there's an announcement being made on yes. wednesday right it's no secret that um joshua boatsy is coming over to sky and we you're at Sky and at Boxer. I know, like, you've got mutual guys who work in your camps, but Mark works in your camp as well as Boatsy's camp. But it's going to be an easy fight to make, and I, I truly do believe that they're going to make that for a world title eliminator. That's what I believe, that they're going to make you versus Boatsy for a world title eliminator um, sometime in the summer. That is just me just putting it out there because it's an easy fight to make. But at the same time, I don't think there's no rush because, yeah. look, Richard Reak Paul's there um, at Boxer. Now Laura Ficoli's at Boxer. Craig Billings-Smith's at Boxer. There's no rush for all of these guys to fight each other. But I think for you guys to go and fight, I think there should be something very tangible and very juicy there. Right, like we built up because really and truly, you don't you you want that to be a pay per view, and that like the way that you're going, as Sammy Ali just put in there, Dan Aziz, British Marvin Hagler, and I think like on certain things, similarly to Marvin Hagler, it didn't come to Marvin Hagler straight away. He had to continually keep on proving himself, yeah. keep on himself, keep on proving himself, and I think that's the same thing with you, Dan. Yeah, no, definitely, man. Even like with this performance, yeah, I got the European title, but there's always still people, nah, 
he's not on this person's level, he's not on that person's level. If he thought this, so I feel like I've always got a chip on my shoulder, I've always got to prove myself, and it is what it is, you know what I mean? If that's what I've got to do, then that's what I've got to do, and I'll keep taking the necessary steps to get where I need to be. I've done it so far, and I, you know, God willing, I keep on doing it, you know what I'm saying? No, I think you're, I think you're doing it superbly, um, um, Dan. What fights did you study for this fight coming up? Um, I didn't study any, you know. You didn't. But listen, but but I want to big you up on your team for giving me the Hagler fight to study against for um, Hosea. That was a yeah. perfect. Um, oh, what was his name? Shoot, because I watched that fight a lot of times, you know. It was a perfect. It was Hagler. He was against a tall guy. Very tall guy. I can't remember his name. Yes, yes, I watched that fight. Did he fight he him twice or was it once? champion. Yeah. Yes. So I, I watched that a lot, and obviously you gave me some good words and advice, and yeah, they did come into fruition. So live on, you know, the fight is right. I'm picking you up. I'm giving you your props, yeah, because this guy's always gunning for me. <laughs> Yeah. I'm always I'm always gunning you because I'm waiting for my money. I don't want no big I want cash, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I keep I keep telling you, what's the percentage? Yeah, nah, we're good, man. Just take me out to eat. Dan, where, no where do you see Dan, yeah. where do you see yourself in the next twelve months? Uh, I did, or at least by the end of the year. Uh, by the end of the year. I would have at least liked to fought for like a, an eliminator for a world title or something. At least that's where I, I, yeah. I would like to be. But I'll be honest with you. You see the, my, the way my whole career has gone. It's not about, oh, you know what, um, we're going straight to this title or whatever. Like even with the British title, I was offered, was I, when was I offered Hosea? Like I was offered Hosea maybe months prior, but my trainer then, Brian, was like, Nah, let's wait a bit. Give it a bit of time. I was like, no, man. Look, like, look, I'm ready to fight him. And he was like, nah, chill. And when it did come around, look at the performance I put on. So it's not just about me. Like you said, we're fighters. We'll fight anybody. We don't care. Like, But it's about also your trainer. If they think you're ready, if they think, you know, it's the time is right. So I could say I, I'm going to be ready for a world title in six months. Yes. yes. But I mean, I... My trainers and that might look at me and say, no, you're not. Like, not on our watch. You know what I mean? You're going to wait. So, what has, um, I think your Wi-Fi or something is kind of... Okay. So, uh, what has a buddy uh, personally said to you? Does he feel that, you know, you're ready for that next step now? You're ready to, you know, fight for a world title? How does he see your progress going thus far? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, I'll repeat the question again. I was saying that how does Buddy yeah. see your progress so yeah. far um, in terms of fighting for a world title? Is he still telling you, um, put it, oh, here we go. <laughs> That's what happens when you go to a restaurant. Uh, to do an interview, a live interview, but um, um, I read some comments, and and it's true. Dan is a Dan, you there? Yeah, I can hear yeah. you. You can hear yeah. me. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I basically yeah. said, how, how does Buddy see your progress so far, and and what has he said in terms of you fighting for water? Because as you said, you know, you will just black out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dad. do you know what's happened? Do you know what's happening? Uh, Good. My mum is calling me on WhatsApp, and that's what's messing up the whole thing. Okay, okay, oh, yeah, okay. My mum does that. Hear me? So, sorry, she's calling me. On, yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm cancelling the call. She's calling me straight back. But um, yeah, in terms of buddies, um, speak to your mum, yeah. man. Just speak to your mum. Tell her that you're on the show, and then come back to us. No, I've just messaged her anyway. Okay. I've said I'll, I'll call you back. Okay. Yeah, so you heard my question, Dan, or you want me to repeat it? Repeat it, Tom. Yeah, no, no, no. You said, I was buddy. How does buddy see my... <laughs> 
That's bruv. You know, mums are persistent. I'm telling you. This young man, look at this. She's bailing me on WhatsApp. I've just messaged her said I'm on a show. She's bailing me on my normal phone that like normally she's not even <laughs> having it. Sorry, give me two seconds. Let me, just, let me just let me just mess let me message her to <laughs> my mom does it all the time because I don't even want you lot to I don't want you lot to hear her she'll just start cussing me live on, on, on the pod <laughs> <laughs> bro I'm telling you it is, it is real but, it is real but yeah no um, in terms of what, what body thinks of my progression I'll be honest he he thinks I've still got a lot of work but what he, he likes is that I work hard and I'm consistent I'll, I'll be honest with you, like, do you know what I mean? He really, he's like, if I didn't think you could get somewhere, I wouldn't bother coming on board, like, but if, you know, he sees the graft I put in, I'm dedicated, you know, um, I'm always in the gym. And, um, yeah, he believes I'm a good learner as well. So, but he still thinks that there's a little few things I need to brush up for. Not because when you get to world level, you don't want to just you know, fight for a world title or whatnot. You, God willing, you win one, you want to be able to defend it. And these are against the elite. Look at the light heavyweight scene right now. Everyone's good, like, straight from, like, everyone is good from, like, one to nearly 30. Like, in the world, everyone's good. So, you've got to be able to hold your own. When you're at the top, it doesn't get any easier, man. So, yeah. That's, that's, that's great advice. Um, what has it been like? I mean... I mean, what's the setup uh, with you and Buddy? Uh, is Buddy based over here, or do you go to America for camps? He's, yeah, it um, it depends. Sometimes he's over here, um, but a majority of the times I'll go to LA or Florida, um, and then I'll go out there and yeah, train out there. There's a, there's a lot of people out there to spar. Like when I was out there last time, obviously I was sparring Ramirez. Kovalev, um, there was a couple other guys as well. Good guys, like in LA, they've got a lot of talent out there. So you're amongst real good elite athletes and, you know, you can learn and, you know, take things from them and whatnot. So, yeah, it's good. When you say Ramirez, are you talking about the one who just fought um, Bivol? Bivol, yeah, yeah, him. Yeah, him. Okay. Yeah, I, I, spot, I spot him out there. Yeah, I, I spot him out there and obviously... Buddy trains Kovalev as well, so yeah, man, it's it's good. Uh, and one thing right? is the weather's the weather the weather's nice. It's hot. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> it's yes, not yes. that Brooklyn says, "Big up Dan, a real fighter and soon to be a world champion." Love how he has cleaned yes. up the traditional route. Yes, you know, Mel Mel Bricks and Medium's always chatting. And he's always like, bruv, Dan's the man. I said, cool, Dan's the bruv. You know, Mayor Brixton is one of the guys that support all South London, man, and guys that come up from London in general. Nah, he's, he's on always, it, bro. He's, he's on always it. Like, he, he sent me the footage, but he don't know I was already watching it. He sent me the footage of, of the knockout and stuff. I said, bro, you're late. I've, I've been watching Dan uh, all this evening, but he's a he's a real follower and a real supporter. So big up the Mayor of Brixton. Um, Dan, I don't want to hold you too long, because uh, I know you're in a restaurant. But can I just say, just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, can I just say, keep doing what you're doing, Dan. Um, yes, I'm. Yeah, inspiration. I saw you again. The people might not yes. we're family. So uh, I just, you know me, I phoned you this morning and I said, Dan, I'm so proud of you. I'm, I'm shadow boxing uh, this morning at the victory. So I just, just keep doing what you're doing, bro. Um, you didn't even, you're not even, you don't even tell them about times where you see my mom and dad at parties and they don't even know that I'm, I'm fighting in your bro, pool and bro, bro, the family business out of it. Just keep it out of it. But that's what they need to know. They don't need to know no, no more. So when these promoters are coming with Tigger, I'm like, bro, don't try and call me off. That's my family. So, bro, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, no, I'm, for sure. No, definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah, mate, I'm, I'm also saying this, Dan. Yes. Like, it's just been a pleasure seeing your journey. I remember, and it was six years ago, when you were on some obscure Nigerian channel, you and uh, Ben Gray, right? Yes. Um, yeah. yeah, I remember that. I remember finding a question. And then I also remember 
um, going to totally bail you David Hayter's second fight, right? Yeah. You know yeah, when it comes yeah. to boxing, so I don't take no tickets on the fight. I was bowling, and the security, the security brother tried to stop me. He didn't know I would. I saw and a different Spencer that day, boy. <laughs> bro, <laughs> bro, I had to hot up this little you, but then, but it was Danny was saying, and I was saying, no, that's uncle, don't you know what that is? That's a knowledge, you know, bro. And then you just let me through. But I said, yeah, you better recognize that. Yeah. You see, you saw Dan's big shoulders, Dan just strangling. But yeah, I'm so proud of you, Dan. I'm so proud of well, you, man. Doing, thank you. Know you. The stars, the limits. And as the great Les Brown says, right, and you don't adhere to this. Right, it's not that people aim too high and hit, is that they aim too low. No, they don't aim too high and miss, they aim too low and hit. And you are aiming really high. Just keep on doing what you're doing. It's really, really proud of having you on the fight. Thank you. Right. Yeah, I mean, Tundi, you. Tundi says that when well, you come around, he's out, you eat well, all the ever. So, <laughs> <laughs> me and Listen. Daddy, we talk about you, man. We know you're a little stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's he started already, um, no yeah, problem. Man, we know about Spencer already, but yeah, thank you, thank you, Dan, no, for coming on. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it, man. And, and we'll be having you on again, you know, please challenging for a world title. We've got, you know, we're all with you, you know. Boxing thank you, a, salute, Dan, salute. Yes, boxing is a very challenging sport. And uh, anyone who participates in this sport deserves all the respect. Uh, and and especially, I was gonna say, um, I said everyone, anyone who fights in this sport deserves yeah. respect, especially when they've come up the traditional way and 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 earned their stripes in a way no one can say nothing. You know, yeah. Southern area champion, English champion, British champion, European champion. There's only one belt left for you, and that's the world title. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Thank you. Mr. Super, <laughs> Super. You saw the book Thank you. in it as well, Super Okra. <laughs> <laughs> Super Okra Aziz. Yeah, that's what you Thank you. I named Joe, Jellof Joe Rice. Jellof Joe, um, <laughs> your one is Super, the band Super Okra Aziz. Yeah, what? trust me. Oh, fuck you, no. No, thank you, man. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> See Big up, man. Love, Love Thank you, man. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What, a, what a lovely human being, Ace Spence. Listen, man. Son, you could ask for a nicer, a nicer young man because, like, Dan's in his 30s now, so I can't even say nice kid. Nice young man. Yeah, humble, humble, humble brother. But, you know I mean, he's, he's, he's honourable. He's honourable. And I just, you know what I mean, he, he's doing his stuff. And I, I really do enjoy that, you know what I mean, that he's doing his stuff. You know? And... And you no, know, it's just a nice thing. It's like when you're seeing like a community in, in boxing, like everybody knows everyone, right? And everybody's doing good. And it's like, irrespective of weight class and all the rest of it, you just want to see nice guys get nice things. And I think what he demonstrated yesterday was like, what, what what's next for him? And like I'm saying, Lloyd Hannigan won Southern Area, Southern area, British Commonwealth, no, and no. the European Championships. No, Southern area, English. Yeah, I know. And uh, right. European, yeah. But what I'm trying to say is at the time there, the, the English title didn't come around until I think it was 99, right? So, but I do believe, no, 2001. So I do believe that if those guys were around then, they would have got that. But it's nice to see like on the traditional routes, and that he's done it the traditional. So he's like, he's he's very much a throwback fighter to simple fact of like how he idolizes Marvin Hagler. He wears the, the you know I mean, the velvet shorts, like how all the fighters, Frank Bruno is famous in wearing them. When Frank Bruno can wear them velvet shorts to him and come to fight you, brother, at, at Wembley, he's going to thump out your teeth, right? So when we're seeing, when we're seeing that, it's, it's nice to see a young man and he's he's getting his props and he's he's I mean he's getting his flowers and I just want him to continue because it's a great time and I, and not only that and like you said earlier I'm reiterating what you're saying earlier Ton like all of these guys grew up around each other they all know each other they all speak to each other yeah they should fight but they should fight for world titles because you don't see two Russian men who are world rated 
end up fighting each other until it's for all the marbles. Why can't we do this here? But we say, no, but the British fans deserve this. And no, 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 no. up a second. Amir Khan and Kel Brook fought eight years too late. Yes. Right? But they still made millions of pounds together. Correct. I'm not saying for any of these men to take the, the, the piss like these guys did. But what I am saying is before they go do that, you know what I mean? Go and maximize your thing. Go and try and pick up those world titles and then bring the world title. So we got a world title fight in the UK where you can compete. <clears throat> because what we do realize is this, is that there is nothing better than a good old British rivalry. You don't believe me? Look at the numbers that were generated in the, in the Carl Frost George Goals fight. Look at the numbers, right? Look at the numbers that was generated between Frank Bruno and Lennox List. And at the time when Lennox Lewis turned pro in 1989, Lennox Lewis said, I want my pro debut to be against Frank Bruno. Mm. Right? Thank God that never happened because Frank Bruno had a thump out his teeth then. I'll tell you that now you for nothing. So? Frank so? Bruno, what? 1989. Frank, the Frank, yeah, Frank Bruno was dangerous. Then, so Frank Bruno had a thump out his teeth. Lennox Lewis, Lennox Lewis had to grow. You know what I mean? He had to grow. I rem- and also, and this is no disrespect to Lennox Lewis, but when he did fight Frank Bruno, was that? 94 October when they did fight each other Frank Bruno was was out pointing Lennox Lewis he was winning the fight on points so I don't believe like a young Lennox Lewis would have done would have done good against Frank Bruno straight off but that's what he's calling for he won those fights so they say no let these things marinate let these things build and then you capitalise on it by maximising everything and every opportunity I don't think there's no rush for for these guys to go fight each other right now but this is what I'm just going to be real and this is not me taking no, no sides or no Joshua Boatsy bashing. But what I am saying is this. Joshua Boatsy is coming up seven and a half years since you've been a professional fighter. Hmm. Okay? Dan Aziz has picked up um, more credibility in, in just being consistent and consistently fighting Right, and not trying to pan and do this and that. And we saw what Eddie Hearn uh, recently said about, oh, we offered, we offered um, Boatsy over a million pounds to fight Bivol and he turned it down because he wants to fight Dan Aziz. I spoke to both parties. They all said that's rubbish. Dan Aziz said that's rubbish. That's what Dan said to me earlier today. He said that's absolute rubbish. Um, he said, like, Eddie Hearns are trying some bitter side. I don't know whether Eddie Hearns trying a bitter side or not, because you know, Eddie Hearns, look, Spence, I'll show you the emails. I emailed him, right? So I'm not even getting into that. What I am, what I am saying is this. It'll be nothing wrong with Joshua Boatsy and Dan Aziz fighting right now, because Dan Aziz is a top world level contender and so, and so is Joshua Boatsy. But what I am saying is this. There should be no rush for these guys because let one of them challenge for a world title and God willing, hopefully, win a world title and then let them come meet in the middle. That's what I'm saying. And then you've got other guys there who are waiting around the corner as well. That's what I say. The light heavyweight division is very interesting at the moment. Um, The facts being that Craig uh, Boatsy... Uh, Aziz are all rated in the WBA. Uh, if Bivol were to fight Canelo at super middle, 168, the then, then the WBA would become vacant. Um, and I, I'm sure Ant's rated in the WBA somewhere as well. Uh, you actually could have, they wouldn't have to fight an eliminator. They would actually exactly. for a world title. So that's very interesting again. And then, I believe, then you can get the boys in the mix. You see what I'm saying? You can get the boys in the mix where there will be a belt vacant and you can have some kind of competition, like a Super 4 or a Super 6, where where all the light heavyweights, and obviously one person will probably win the... I mean, they don't even need to... It could stay vacant. And the winner, the final, will fight for the WBA. That would be... Yeah, I mean, that, that was excellent. It's food for thought right now. So, Amir Abdullah of School Challenge in Saudi Arabia, because that was to speak, that was spoken about, that School Challenge was going to do something like that for a tournament for the light heavyweights. And that'd be great. So, you could grab a plethora of talent from the UK, um, some guys from Mexico, some guys from America, and you just put them all in a mix and we have that. That'd be excellent. You know what I mean? That'd be a throwback kind of thing. But also when we allude to like when um, guys who are friends or guys who end up fighting each other, 
Sorry, we, we have to shut my mouth because Alexander Wilson has just thank you so much for your $10. Virgil Hunter, in a recent interview, said that Boatsi is still three fights away from the world title, from world level. He said that there is a lot that he didn't like in the Craig Richards fight. Thoughts? Tundi, because you're an esteemed trainer of a world. I'm asking you because you're a world title trainer. Uh, yeah, I understand. I'll be honest with you. Um, I, I know Craig, you know, and um, I'm looking at, you know, Craig. I was like, uh, Craig, I wanted him to do, I wanted him to win. I'm just being honest with you. <laughs> I don't know, know Buwazi. Um, I wanted, I don't know him. I know all the other boys. And so I'm always going to be supporting Craig in, in that particular fight. But it was a fight where I feel that a lot of people underestimated Craig. And I think that every, those on the inside knew that it was always going to be a tough fight. But as a new trainer, uh, we know Virgil. Virgil has been on our show many times. And uh, who am I? Who am? Who is Tunde Jai to question what Virgil Hunter says? However, what I would say is that he says that three, he's three fights away. So if the WBA became vacant, <laughs> what is he going to say? All right, then. And then, and then there's the British boys, Craig. Uh, Dan um, um, and Ann fighting for it. Where he's gonna say that what's his free fights away? No, he's not. He's gonna um, uh, let him fight for the for, for the belt because he probably you know he probably thinks that uh, what's he can fight um, for that belt against those young men. So we'll see. Trainers have the you know they have the right to change their minds along the way. So always take what trainers say, including myself, with a pinch of salt because. We really don't know what tomorrow holds and therefore we can make decisions based on what is presented to us. So, yeah, I don't have nothing to say. If he feels that um, uh, JB has a few adjustments, then that's what it is. Yep, yep, yep. You, you know what? Um, here is a man that worked with arguably one of the greatest fighters in the last 20 years. Right, and he took this man from scratch. So it's not like he just picked him up when the guy was already getting boost, and then you're trying to work with him. No, he took him up and he built him up from scratch. So Virgil Hunter must know something. Um, uh, I said, who am I to say anything? Right. You know I mean? yeah. So, so Virgil Hunter must know something, and I'm just gonna be totally um, um, honest on this one here. Yeah, um, when it comes to Joshua Boatsy, um, he has a mindset, right? I don't care. Just like the announcement was coming out on Wednesday is that he's going to join um, Sky. Right? Bro, why, why are you saying that though? Why what? are you saying that? Let them, let them, let them, let them say the thing. Like, bro, no, no, I'm not. Because <laughs> what, you mean? what are you talking about? No, nobody ain't told me. I'm not stupid. You cannot be having something at Box Park in Croydon. When Sky ever come to Box Park in Croydon, which is, I live in Perth, it's down the road from me, so that's kind of cool. So I'll, be, I'll definitely be going. You know what I mean? Um, they, they're going to have the fight there. So they're going to have not have the fight. They're going to do an announcement there, which is a good thing, right? And Dan Aziz will be there as well. And I think that's the kind of thing, like, that's for speculation. They'll have them both there to think, oh, well, there's a European title involved. And that's that. You know what I mean? I don't business. So, so going back to what you said, um, if, if, if Virgil's talking free fights... And he's not going to fight Dan. Uh, then who does he fight? You, Tundi, your guess is as good as mine. Right? <laughs> and ma ma yeah. ma matter of fact, my friend, I think your guess is even better than mine. But what, <laughs> but what, what I'm saying <laughs> is this. Like, no, no, no. I'm, no, Tundi, I'm just being real, yeah? Yeah. Um, uh, what is that? Jedi Kid Gamer, thank you very much for your compliment there. Right? I'm just, I'm just keeping this thing totally 100. Right? Joshua Boatsy is left um, 258 management, right? He's left them and he's very tunnel visioned and saying like on certain things where like there's certain liberties that are going on inside of boxing that he said, right, I'm just not having. So he's very stubborn. He's very got that stubborn hard head, right? Okay, let's move off of Joshua Boatsy now because this ain't the Joshua Boatsy show. This is no, no, fight, but, right? but, no, 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 I know it's, I know it's, I don't want to talk about the brother. I don't want to, but give him, bruv, this is Dallas on the one side. 
and fury on them, man. I'm not big enough these man no more. He's got too much energy from this show here. I don't business about him. See, you're making me talk, fight, fight, talk now. Like, bro, forget about him. Let him do what he wants. Let him fight somebody. Let him fight somebody. No, no, no. I'm just being real. Like, I don't want to turn this into the JB show. This ain't no JB show. This is Dan Aziz, Tank, and Garcia. And while we're, and I'm glad that you interjected there, Tundi, because yes. while you've interjected there, my friend, we shall talk about Tyson Fury. Golding. Yes. Bro, Who's it? Wait, it's Tundi, Tundi. And his brother ain't fight no one. Fight, man. Come right, on. Right, Tundi, why you continue? You're continuing. It's done now. We're, we're, we've moved. We've moved on now. We've, we've, <laughs> All right, we've, cool, 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 cool. We've progressed, sir. Right? <laughs> cool. So, so, so which one are we going to do first? Fury... Uh, and Usyk Sand or Tank Garcia? No, let's start with the Fury Usyk. And the reason why I want to start with the Fury Usyk is because Fury called Usyk's bluff and said, listen, from where I'm saying, it's 70, what do you say? It's like it's 70 30 in my favour. G Chains, thank you so much. You don't have to laugh at Tundi. You know what I mean? <laughs> Tundi, Tundi's not feeling what's he won it, you know? Come you raise up my blood pressure like we're, coming, like we're talking about this brother here. Nah, mate. Well, this is this is the fight is right. The Cut off green says I'm Ghana man. Yeah, I'm anyway. because Joe, Joe Kadua is Ghanaian. It's right. nothing to do with that. Joe Kadua, that's my guy. Who is that? The, um, anyway, anyway, fair play to the simple and Tundi. You know, I gave you the inside information for a long time on that fight. But fair play to Tyson Fury for calling him out, and even more fair play to. Alexander Usyk for taking the challenge and accepting because Tyson Fury's look from where I'm standing, like you're not really bringing nothing to the table. So it should be 70 30, right? And my man just replied to him, listen, Belly, because that's what he calls him, and he, Belly Fury. He said, listen, Belly, I take it. No long talk, I take it. Let's get it on. No long talk. So it's been agreed in principle. Now they just got to dot the I's and cross the T's, and hopefully. That happens, and it happens in April, like April 29th, like they're saying, because I right now, try and book a hotel for April 29th now, Tom. You can't get one. No, no. I, I look today. You can't get no hotel. No. Yeah, oh, you can, but um, I only checked the Hilton, which is where yeah, the yeah, fighters yeah. always say sold yeah. out. For that, for, out. you cannot get a room at the Hilton Hotel from, I think, from the Wednesday to the Sunday. Done. Right. No like, rooms left. No so rooms left. Any, anyone what? trying to book, they won't get it. Well, you got to check Bubba Tundi and Giant Spencer Ferrara. We can hook you up. But let's have a story for another day because the black book's got more power than black magic. But yeah, I'm okay. saying respect to those guys. Fingers crossed that the fight does happen. And the thing about it is this. The confidence that Usyk's got for this fight, he don't business, you know. He's not business, and he's not intimidated by Tyson Fury. Well, I don't think he should do. I mean, he's beaten big men before. He beat Joe Joyce. Uh, he, he was a regular sparring partner of Vladimir Klitschko uh, and Vitali. So, and I, he's, he's, you know, he used to get in that work. Yes, sir. I saw him. Right. He used to get in that work. So this is this is a great time. This is we need this fight. We really I do, do believe that. He, I do believe that. I mean, listen. The businessmen do what the businessmen do. But I feel that if this is real and this is the um, the, the point in question of 73, I thought, hold on. So basically, you used to get got no respect. You're giving a man with three belts less than you got and you got one belt. But then I understand the pulling power. You know, Tyson Fury can actually fight a Derek Chisora and a Dylan White and jam out the place. Tundi, we was there, we was there. Look, look, yeah. at the draw fight, yeah? And everybody said that fight shouldn't happen. Yes. Right? And it is just mad, like, the numbers that were there. Incredible. Ridiculous. Ooh, it's ridiculous. Front, right, yeah, 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 yeah. You know I mean? It was ridiculous. I, I, I and, knew, I knew, um, I'll be honest with you, I didn't even think Wembley was going to be packed. I thought man was trying to, like, put, sorry. I Guess thought they were trying to bluff everyone uh, with the ticket sales. But to actually be ringside, I wasn't even ring. I was apron side. My forehead could touch the apron. I was like, this is incredible. For, for Tyson Fury to be able to pull this many people in Wembley Stadium was absolutely nothing short of fantastic. And he done it again. 
at Tottenham Hotspurs. So, yeah, I definitely understand the prison. I think 60-40 would have been a bit more fair. You know what? Um, that's what Nas A has just said as well. And I disagree, Tundi. I disagree, right? And the reason, the reason why I disagree is because you say it sounds a bit fair or all the rest of it and blah. The, you just said it. The pulling, Usyk can't draw numbers, right? And that's the truth, right? And you can't go to the Ukraine and fight right now because it's, it's a one-ton country right now. There's all kind of menace out there, right? And even if you did it out there, who's going to throw the money into that fight? we got to be real. And like, if we're putting our business caps on, that 70-30, right, as much as you can hold out for pride reasons and say, okay, then I deserve more than this because I've got three belts. I'm the guy that beat Anthony Joshua twice. I'm the guy that was undisputed world cruiserweight champion. I'm the guy that's gone. Yeah, take that well into consideration. That's right. As a, as a boxer, you're excellent. Give your dues. But your pulling power, you can't, you can't pull nowhere near Tyson Fury. Man said you sick can't even drug yell. Hammerjohn said you sick can't even drug yell. I like that one there. Yeah, so, you might be right there, mate. You might be right there. Right. So so that's that's just it. And like the UK wants this fight, then the UK will come out. We'll come out in our droves for that fight. If that fight that fight that fight's meant to happen next month, we'll come out in our droves for that fight. And to the mere fact of Usyk um, agreeing so quickly, um, because him agreeing so quickly, because what they were trying to do, if Tyson Fury didn't take the fight, they were trying to put Dubois, uh, Dubois in there for because he's a WBA regular champion, so he's number one contender to fight for the WBA super title, or right. So he would have fought, he would have fought Usyk for that title. That's what was going to happen. So what happened invariably. He's taken this. He's taken the offer of Tyson Fury. Let's hope that everything can be marinated together and they can work as a collective and draw this fight to make this fight happen. And I'm telling you, it's going to be a very good fight. Uh, Daniel J. Bolting, he says, Spence, does three belts count for nothing then? No, three belts count for a lot. They do count for a lot, but not if you're you're not bringing nothing to the table. You can have three belts all you want. <laughs> Well, you know I, mean? I, I, I say they don't. Right. <laughs> I they say need 20, years ago, 20 years ago they yeah. did, but Tommy Fury and Jake Paul just fought. I don't, bruv, that belt there looked like you can buy it in Lidl. 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 Or Lidl's. And look at the, look at the pulling power. Uh, look what they generated. So it's quite obvious, uh, you know, unfortunately nowadays, it's the numbers which control the sport. Yeah. And uh, when these guys are talking about pay-per-view buyers and stuff like that, which this fight will be on pay-per-view, right? They have to yeah, of course, definitely, definitely, definitely. To accommodate both fighters and, 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 and their purse. Um, it's just this, you know, I think it. I can't ever see it going back to the good old days. The good old days are done. So it's about um, adapting to this new world we live in, whereas uh, numbers don't lie. And, uh, and numbers are what pays the bills. So it's great. In terms of the fight itself, I know we've spoken about this split. In terms of the fight itself, how do you see this fight going, Spencer? You took the words out of my mouth because that's what I was going to ask you. Um, <laughs> that's what I was going to ask you. I still believe that Tyson Fury will be too big, but there's something inside of me, Tundi, yeah, that's thinking that Usyk could actually beat Tyson Fury, you know? Um, I, I, I actually... Did think that until I've been at Tyson Fury's last two fights. <laughs> I'm saying, bro, Tyson Fury, he's got some movements, fam. Like, sorry, I'm talking out of tone now. He's got some movements here. Inside, he would just roll his shoulders. Ah, the guy's the guy is a good fighter, man. I'm telling you. And he's got that thing where you know when you know when he does the, the, the little shake thing, the little Harlem shake. And I feel that will offset Usyk, even though Usyk is the master of the wizardry, you know, the hand movement. Usyk is the master of that. And so it's a great um, clash of styles, but as they've always said in boxing, a good big one will always be a good little one. And I think in this situation, we could be looking at something very similar. I think um, Tyson Fury may just be a bit too big. And you know, there's a difference between fighting a Vladimir Klitschko and a Vitaly who's, or sparring them, who's very robotic. 
very robotic. We're talking about a giant that can move like a lightweight. And uh, when I was ringside, hearing the punches against Derek Chisora, I was like, nah, <laughs> that don't sound right. They were so fast and snappy. They weren't clubbers, but they were so bap, bap, bap. And I said, yeah, this guy, yeah, this guy's something. There's a, he, he's champ for a reason. So great fight. Um, but I always keep telling you, Jellof Joe Joyce is the bogeyman. Jellof Joe is the bogeyman in this whole in this whole. Tun, um, number one is this: Jellof Joe is fighting Zhang for. It's it was that that's what you're sure that you're on April fifteenth, right? That's a good fight. Yeah, Joe is. Right? On, and I'm telling you that is if Jellof Joe stops Zhang, right? I, I don't business. He's he's gonna he's be gonna stop him. He's gonna stop him. He's gonna well, be watching. Well, I'll be inside anyway. TV, TBG is just putting a question and thank you so much for the four ninety nine. Do you think Fury is quick enough to close the distance on Usyk? Usyk's footwork is too good. Fury is elusive, but Usyk's size could be his advantage. Your thoughts, Mister Tundi Ajayi? Um, that's a very good point, TBG. Um. I would kind of agree with you, but as I said, I saw a different element to Tyson Fury's boxing skills in the Chisora fight. I know you can say Chisora's flat-footed, Chisora's slow, and uh, with his well, good good movement. But Tyson, I feel Tyson is a person. When you present a particular style of boxing to him, he just adapts. And yes, you're right. Let's get it right. Anthony Joshua didn't do too bad against Usyk. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Andy Joshua did the second fight. That was a good fight, Spence. That was a good fight. And Andy Joshua is not as fleet-footed. You know, and I still I still want to see that fight. I'll be honest with you. I will, I still want to see AJ. If AJ's got anything left, which I'm praying to God he has, um, I still would like to see that fight. Um, well, we'll see because his his fight with Franklin is just around the corner. Anyway, yeah. let's just move this on quickly to yeah. Ryan Garcia. We spoke about Ryan Garcia versus Tank David Davis. Um, now it's properly on. We're here. I signed and it's this and that. It's properly on. They've started their American tour for the fight. And your thoughts of what you've seen so far in the press conferences? Well, I only uh, watched uh, parts of the press conference this afternoon. Um, on the way to where we was going. And um, there's something about this rag. Same thing I said when I said there's something about Liam Smith. <laughs> there's something about Liam Smith where I'm like, bro, I'm not too sure about this Eubanks fight. Because <laughs> everyone was saying Eubanks, Eubanks. And I'm saying Liam Smith, he's got a lot of confidence that I'm, I'm, I'm very familiar with, with fighters. And this Ryan Garcia, I don't know, Spence, he's got something um, and you know what I don't like Tank yeah everyone knows what Tank's about he's about his business um, but you know there's always that question why hasn't he fought for a, a, a real belt or something someone said that to me the other day I don't know how true that is I haven't followed his career well I have followed his career but I, I, I've never really looking at what the belts are online but this Ryan Garcia yes he got dropped by Luke Campbell who is not even 20% the puncher that um, Tank, Tank is. But he got up and stopped Luke Campbell with a beautiful body shot. Body shot. <clears throat> I haven't really seen Tank in trouble, but I remember <clears throat> there was good engagement, good entanglement in the Santa Cruz fight. And I was like, hold on, this little man is, is rocking with you. So, you know, Garcia is a big man, Spence. He's a big man. I don't know if he's got that grit to fight, but something tells me he has. And that is what makes this fight so intriguing. I believe the fight will end between round five and eight with a tank KO. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm I'm going to leave it until I keep on watching more. At this present moment, I would say that you have to favour tank. But I just like the body language of of Garcia. Garcia's not playing. Bobby Wright, thank you so much for the 499. And Bobby Wright says, if you could click on that. Uh, Bobby Wright yeah. says, go on, read it, Spence, if you want. Yeah. 
Um, this is why I bloody love this channel. Professional opinions from men that are in the sport. Love heart emoji. Thank you so much, sir. I'm this. This is what I'm saying, right? When we when we watch um, the body language of Garcia, and we watch how Garcia is not intimidated. Usually, men are intimidated by tanks, especially when tank tries to put it on you. He's up in your face and everything else, right? And you can see my boy is not intimidated. He's not intimidated one bit. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Bernard Hopkins is pulling to one side and whispering in his ear and everything else. But he, the kid, the young man reeks of confidence, right? And it's not confidence of a fool. He's actually, he really, truly believes that he's got the, he's got, he, he's got the style to take care of Tank Davis. So he's not intimidated, right? Yes, we do know Tank is, a, he's not just a hard puncher. Tony. He's an elacious puncher, Right? And, but um, we've seen like already there's been pictures, there's been pictures of them, they're, they're doing their little, for the photo, for the photo, photo shoot for the fight and tanking in condition yet. Yeah, but he right? always looks like that. Yeah, I, I know. I, mean, I, I tell that with a pinch of salt. He always looks yeah, like that. I know, that. I know. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, he don't, don't look in condition, right? But I'm saying mentally and psychologically to a fighter like Ryan Garcia, because he's still a young man, that's going to give him like a little edge to think, you know what? Bruv, you know what I mean? Don't get fooled for those tricks because famously, you know what I mean? In September of 1981, when Sugar Leonard fought Tommy Hearns, he said he saw Tommy Hearns on the scales, right? And Tommy Hearns was like this to him. Yeah. It was dead, right? And he said, as soon as they got into the ring, he looked at Tommy Hearns and said, my goodness gracious, this guy's rehydrated. So, yes. you know what I mean? There lies the difference. What's that? We got a question in from Mike. Thank you so much for the 499. Fury seems to struggle against technical fighters with good footwork. We've seen it in the past. Otto Wallin, Cunningham, very true. Cunningham actually floored him, etc. Um, cause problems. Interesting fight. And it is an interesting fight. Um, because I've noticed not only that, but if you look on Otto Wallin and you look on um, Steve Cunningham, they're not the biggest of heavyweights. Steve Cullen was a former IBF um, cruiserweight champion of the world and he moved up to heavyweight. Um, famously, Nazim Richardson was training him for that fight as well and he floored Tyson Fury with an overhand right. Otto Wallen gave Tyson Fury nightmares and even badly cut him, but maybe it's because he was a, he was a, south, he was a southpaw, uh, but he cut Tyson Fury badly in that fight as well. But they're not the biggest of heavyweights. So when we're looking on these 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 smaller guys, and I'm talking smaller smaller guys, but they're still um, they're still um, athletically built. They're they're slim built. They're not big tonker guys. Darius Azora is a kind of tonker heavyweight, and similarly to um, Dylan White, who's a shorter heavyweight, but he's still a tonker kind of heavyweight because he's, he's thick set. He does a lot of weights as well. But when you see these kind of, these athletic kind of guys, they're the ones that give Tyson Fury problems. And when I'm looking at that, and this is why I know like Usyk, just for his mind alone, as Tundi always says, like boxing cerebral. And on this here he is, because he is that Doctor Strange kind of character from, from Marvel. He's going to bring something to this fight. He's going to bring something to this fight, Ton, I'm telling you. And the way how he's so confident in taking it, Ton, I'm yeah, telling it's going to be a fantastic fight, Spence. We've made the pact that we should be keeping this show to an hour to give the people more interest and more interest into it. Oh, we, we, we know they've got interest already, but I think yep. when people go back and watch it, when they see two hours and three and a you know, we've yeah, got to keep on. this come to on. a minimum. A million percent. Yeah, it's been a great it's discussion. Been a, it's, been a, it's been a great show. Tune in for this week on the uh, for the fighters right, where we have the man that kicked cancer's butt. You know what I mean? Uh, which is which is going to be a really, really... Billy Dibb, former IBF featherweight champion of the world, who was signed to 50 Cent. He's We had a really, really good sit-down um, talk with him. Uh, and we're getting some other names in for, for this week. And we're just going to keep on building. So we thank every single person for appreciating, for liking, for, for commenting, for subscribing. If you haven't already subscribed to the Stamina of Cell YouTube channel, please do so because you are very important to us. You raise our spirits, you raise our value, and you give us a lot of love. And we show you back a lot of love in return. Tundi? Also, um, do remember on Thursday, talk time with Tundi, this part two of the special um, which will be 
Am I uh, my brother's keeper? Women. Okay. Uh, women. Last week was our men suffering in silence, but our women suffering in silence, all to do with mental health. I have got two expert um, women in the field of psychology, psychology and the brain and how it works. I'm so honored to talk to these uh, women. Uh, one doctor, one public speaker, and a, a book writer. It's going to be a great show, very, very serious um, topic on women suffering from mental health and how to overcome it, how to approach it. And uh, it's great. I'm, I'm loving the show and the series and how every you know how everyone is participating. So, yeah, join me on Thursday as well for that. And um, I'm sure we'll be back on a Saturday or Sunday if there's a great fight. We'll be back, but we'll absolutely be back next Sunday with the fight is right. Ladies and gentlemen. Sunday, before you go, I'll be remiss not to not to mention massive big up to Carlos Takam, the old warrior warhorse who got a fantastic win over Tony Yonka um, um, last night on the Dan, Dan, on Dan Azizi show as well out in, out in France. Um, and you know what? I think with Tony, Tony Yonka is actually managed by Jay Prince. And oh wow, yes, yeah, whatever whatever money Jay Prince paid over to him, he must be screwing right now because and sometimes that's it because he's a he's a he's a massive star. True. Yeah, and we've seen that our money can really damage fighters, Come you on. know, especially when they get it at the beginning. So it is where it is. Anyway, let's not carry on because you know yep. one thing will lead yep. on to yep. another. Thank you for our great brother behind the cam, Mr. Gary Blake, um, and also Manny. Bruv, we might have to get used to the thing, but you know, Gary's always there uh, officiating everything. So big up, Gary. Great to have you back as always. Ladies and gentlemen, let me end the show exactly how we started it by saying the magical words of dream it, believe it, become it. Come on up, because that's the only place where we're going. Yes, sir. Sports Social Podcast Network.